0: Welcome to New Beginning Radio, where we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and taking positive steps toward our future. With me today, my co-host, Mr. Sheldon Gooch. Good afternoon, Mr. Gooch.
1: Good afternoon. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. How are you?
1: Man, I tell you what, every time I get a chance to get together with you around what we're about to do, I get excited. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing wonderful. No need to complain. Don't want to bring your day down at all.
1: (laughs) I'm excited about our new time slot.
0: Yes I am too. Saturdays at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time.
1: And we're, We're appreciative of the demand that people have made on wanting to see us at another time as well so it's more convenient for everybody to get well Saturday and Monday, is that right?
0: Absolutely. You know, we were talking to our producers mm-hmm. about uh time frame and uh many people wanted afternoons. Right. And so they were so excited about the things that we're doing. Uh they encourage us to have both slots. The one that's on Monday morning at um 7 o'clock and the one at 6 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. So I'm excited about that. that is,
1: it's a blessing, I tell you. So everybody gets, you know, they get what they want. And obviously we, we get a bonus uh, opportunity as well to share what great things God is doing in our lives.
0: Absolutely. You know, I was listening to uh, the, uh, one of the sponsors and um, he was telling us how many countries they were in and uh, how many people have been listening to our broadcast. Right. So we are very excited about that as well. Oh yeah. You know, oh, not yeah. only talking about an issue, we're also providing a solution for the issue. Absolutely. You know, We hear so many times where people talk about it and constantly talk about things that's, that's going on, but they don't talk about the solution.
1: That's right. And
0: no matter how bad something is you know we always want to know the end results how That's can right. we go through the things that we go through but how can we come out with our hands up yeah, so yeah. we're excited here at new beginning radio of a lot of wonderful things that we're doing and coming up into the new year with some additional uh things that we will be talking about later on
1: oh yeah oh yeah i'm excited about 2020 and, uh, you know, you got a lot of great things about to happen, and, and I'll be doing some things as well. But You'll be doing some things with um, Geneva Foundation, uh, the classes. Absolutely.
0: And, and Very excited about the classes that we're going to start the first part of next year. Actually, we've had quite a few people calling and asking, when will there be another class? You know, as we do uh, all these great things that we've been doing, not only in the prison system, but uh, just just local people, just people that comes up. I know we was in a grocery store the other day, and the lady said, "I've been listening to New Beginning Radio." You know, and it was like shocking, but yet, and still, <laughs> you never know who's listening to you. So that's true. So that's she's true. part of of. Um, uh, a person that's also spreading the message about New Beginning Radio. So we're excited about that.
1: And you know, as a matter of fact, a couple of days ago on Thanksgiving, there was a young lady that was asking how she could get in your class.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, this young lady has gone through many, many things in her life. Mm, yes. and, um, and she's ready to let go and let God Amen. So, Amen. you know, in talking to her, you can tell that she's still holding on. Oh, yeah. But the most important thing is, is more you talk about it, it gets a little bit easier. And you can feel yourself growing a little bit more each time right. that you discuss the things that that's going on. And a lot of times we think that we're the only one that has gone through these things. Mm-hmm. And listening to her, it made me realize how many things that, that we have in common, not only that, the guilt that comes with it.
1: Yes. You yes. know,
0: and to be able to free yourself is the first acknowledge that there are things that have gone on in your life, mm-hmm. accept those things that have happened in your life, mm-hmm. and ask yourself for forgiveness right. because sometimes we still hold ourselves accountable for things we had no control over that's right
1: well when i watched that interaction and you got up from where you were and you went to her and you hugged her and that the tears just burst it was like they were bleeding out of her eyes and you know when you first started talking with her she was frozen and and like there was nothing going on and then the more y'all talked the more she began to spill it out and and it helped her to do
0: that absolutely you know, you know and and sometimes even when you're going through things yourself you just need someone to listen mm. you know and I think yeah uh, last night is one of the things that she just needed someone to just listen to the things that she has gone through right. in her life and and again, so many of the things that she's gone through, I have already experienced those things and right. come, you know, it's still coming out of them. And because everything, uh, when things are really, really bad and happen to you in your life, it's always a process because there are triggers there. And right. if you don't learn how to deal with the triggers, hmm. that makes things a lot harder for you, right. you know, because when the triggers come, you become angry. Yeah. So within seconds, how do you change that negative thought into something positive? And right. you have to do that immediately. Right. Like they always say, you got to stay pray- prayed up. Hmm. You got to stay prayed up for your triggers Amen. because they could take you to another place.
1: That's true. You have yeah. to invest prayer. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. And then you had to invest it. <laughs> Speaking <Okay>. of which, <laughs> let me uh, go ahead and, and pray uh, real quick. Absolutely. Dear Father, we thank you for uh, giving us life, health, and strength, Lord. We don't take that for granted, and we thank you for giving us food, clothing, and shelter. And Lord, we are in the Thanksgiving season, and even though it was a couple of days ago, we have we have an attitude of gratitude every day. Because you are in us, and you are with us, and you are for us. And with you before us, who can be against us? Father, we just thank you for all things. And Father, we thank you for this platform. And Lord, as we just seek to give you glory, Father, give us the wherewithal to be a blessing and an encouragement to your people, Father. Give us uh, the gift of, of exhortation so that those who listen, Uh, can get free, can get healed, uh, and that seeds are sown into their lives and into their hearts um, that uh, that will will give them a, a better tomorrow. And Father, we are careful to give you the praise and give you the glory and for every good thing that will take place as a result of this broadcast. And we pray in Jesus' mighty name, amen,
0: amen. Amen, amen. Um, you, you know, as time comes to an end this year, I, I just want to reflect back on some of the things that uh, that you have done uh, with I'm Free. Mm. Um, okay. And one of the things that I, I was in a, a meeting where you taught a class last couple of weeks ago, a week or so ago. And it was so amazing because I found myself... Hmm, I found myself getting emotional about the class, mm. and as I think about young boys and young men coming out of the prison system, right. you know, and and I think about, you know, one of the things that you was talking about, they they have been told from the time that they was there when to wake up, when to go to bed, when you can make a phone call. Uh, when you take your medication, all right. these things, you right. know, and right. their body—they say if you do something for twenty-one days, it become a habit, right. you know. And you got people that's been there two, three, five, twenty, thirty years, that's right. you know, with a complete habit. Mm-hmm. My question is not only to to the individual person that's coming out that maybe you know maybe coming out this holiday, this holiday, mm. you know. What would you say to that individual person that have been in that cycle, say a couple of years, just been in that cycle where somebody have told them what to do and now they're coming out, they're coming out to deal with society that two years ago was not the same as it is now.
1: Exactly.
0: So how do they deal with that? But most important as well, when you have a support system on the outside, and a lot of times our moms, our grandmothers, our sisters and brothers just happy to see us come out and not understanding that this person has been controlled Mm -hmm. for a couple of years. So now you bring him back out in society and you want him to be who he used to be, Mm -hmm. which is gonna be difficult for him. And it's also gonna be difficult for the family. So not only is your program geared for the inmate that's coming home, right. it should be also geared for the mom, the dad, the brother, the sister, the support system that's there. Right. So when he has triggers, right. they will understand how to deal with that. Absolutely. What would you say about
1: that? Well, um, to go back to the original question about this time of the year getting out, I, I, this is not gonna sound good but this is almost the wrong time of the year to begin oh, I, I agree with that uh, now from the inmates standpoint or from the uh the prisoner standpoint this is the time of the year that they be I just want to be out it's Christmas I want to be around family friends I want to get caught up in the festivities and all mm-hmm. that but the truth of it is when you get out here and it, there's so much hustle and bustle that whoever is your support system It's going to be distracted, and they're not going to be able to give you all the time you deserve. And sure, you'll be a ride-along in in most cases. Um, But as far as what you need to get adjusted, it can be very overwhelming. Like you said, when you're told when to write a letter, when when to watch TV, take a shower, get your hard call, and the count times that take place every hour on the hour, and then all of a sudden you're free and all this hustle and bustle and all these activities Mm -hmm. are going on, uh, it can be overwhelming, and it can stress, you know, a good thing. Because, you know, if you lose a million dollars, it can stress you out. Right. If you gain a million dollars, it can stress you out. Right. You know, now I'd rather have this, the latter, but uh, <laughs> I'd rather be yeah. stressed, stressed out. <laughs> but the truth of it is, it, it, it's, there's a lot of pressure. And then for the family members who are having to deal with, with that, mm-hmm. if they have not had some counseling or some sort of, Um, pre-training on how to deal with a person coming out they're gonna get frustrated too because they're not gonna understand why is he withdrawn why is he why is he tripping why is he acting like he don't want to go anywhere or why is he you know uh, looking the way he's looking you could tell that they're affected by it and you know when a person's been locked up they have almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder Mm -hmm. they've seen bloodshed They've seen violence, they've seen every dispute um, that uh, over anything uh, settled with conflict. And, and they know that in the, you know, in the prison, however much ruthlessness they can display, it determines how much respect they can get. And so they're walking around guarded all the time and now and all of a sudden, you just can't drop your guards if you've been that way for what, 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's 3,650 days, probably 18 hours of each one of those days. And you know, in the hours that you're sleeping, you're sleeping with one eye open. So it's, it's, it's really tough to, um, to all of a sudden be free, and you don't know what to do, and they don't know what to do with you. They love you. They're excited to see you. It, this is all great, glad you're here, but no one knows how to deal with that person and it's frustrating for both of them.
0: So is that mental incar- incarceration?
1: Yes, uh, that's a good question, mental incarceration and, and we call it um, institutionalization, but you can be institutionalized from in a hospital or a nursing home or whatever, any institution, but mental incarceration means even though your body is no longer behind the walls or behind the bars your mind still is it's like an egypt mentality even though there was an exodus out of egypt um and god delivered the israelites with a mighty hand they still had that mindset of being you know in bondage of egypt Well, people still have that you know, I talked with a gentleman last night for three hours. Wow! <laughs> and and uh, and so and we talked a lot about the prison, um, and both of us have have been out for, you know, three decades or, or more. And so, and I asked him, I said, "Well, who else do you talk to about this?" And he said, I'll, "Whenever I can catch up with you, man, you know." Wow! Yeah.
0: So, what is it that all prisoners have in common?
1: Well, not only do they have that routine, that daily mm-hmm. routine that strips them of their ability to make a decision for themselves because they know why try to make a decision because the, the routine of the program is going to structure my activity every single day. But that one of the things that they all say, and, and I don't care if they've been in for a week or if they've been in for 20 years, One of the phrases that they say is, I can't wait to get out or I'll be glad when I get out or I'm ready to go right now. And some of them talk about their plans, what they're going to do. Well, man, when I get out this time, I'm going to do this, this, this and this. Okay. But for the most part, no one really has a plan And, and which is evidenced by all the homeless people that we know that we see, many of whom are ex-offenders. They wanted to get out, but they had no place to go.
0: I've heard many times when people have been incarcerated for a period of time and then they come back out to the free world mm-hmm. that they call free world. You're right, <laughs> and they're not here free. And I know. <laughs> but, you know, and you notice or you read the paper, you could hear it on the news or somebody tell you, well you know Johnny back in jail. What does that really mean? Is it that he could not deal with society and the most comfortable place he knew was where he was? Hmm. So why why do you feel that?
1: Well that's a good question. Um, There's there's a number of reasons why people go back. Um, And so let me quickly deal with the first little psychological thing is um, There's a lot of anxiety when a person is suddenly free. It's Mm -hmm. culture shock. Now, if in their mind, they've made up their mind, I am rehabilitated, I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to live a legal, productive life as a citizen. Well, if they're saying that, chances are that's the first time they ever decided to do that because if they were living that way before they came in, they they wouldn't have come in. So now they're getting ready to embark on a lifestyle that they've never ever lived before after coming out of a jungle and so if they go back to the same situation the same community same homeboys or uh, associations uh, li- literally the situations many times is worse than when they went in and if they don't have a plan or if they've never changed anything in their mindset then when they don't see a future in, in that, they revert to their past. If I get out and I don't have a job, I don't have a place to stay, or I have a place to stay, but it's uncomfortable, um, or I don't have an income, I've got a parole officer that's saying, I'm gonna give you a urine test the next time you're here, or you better have a job in the next two weeks, or all of these, these things, and then somebody comes up and says, hey, homie, I see you've been down for a while. Mm-hmm. Let me give you this little package so you can make a little uh, a little pocket change. This guy got out of prison maybe with good intentions, but it's hard to resist that temptation when he when he has nothing and completely dependent on whoever he's with at the time. So sometimes they'll do something to go back in. Now there's some people who cannot handle the lack of a routine, and so they they need the security of the prison. No pun intended. What I mean by that is there's there's security in knowing there's somebody thinking for me when you're on the inside. But on the outside, the deciding on a a restaurant menu Mm -hmm. can be perplexing. Uh, The parole officer may say, you got to be here at such and such a time. And I expect to see you here. And he's holding the threat of sending you back. And now you're, you you got that anxiety. Now, you may not communicate to the, that to the people you're with, and they don't know what's got you frustrated. They don't know what caused you to go do whatever you did, but that threat of going back. Or maybe you got out and, and you smoked a joint with somebody, and that was a week ago, but you know it takes about 10 days for it to get out of your system. And so now you got to go see this parole officer, and and some of the other guys says, man, they taking urine tests, you know. Now, uh, you, now you skip that visit, <laughs> you know, you say, I'd rather go late than to go in and have dirty urine and they send me back because of that. So it's, it's very complex. And like you said one time, it's just layers, you know, yeah, just layers.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about education. I know I've, I've heard you speak many times and you was talking about some things that you did when you was in prison mm-hmm. to get education. Mm-hmm. So do you think or believe that the prison system should provide different types of education for the inmates that's there. Because if they got nothing but time, hmm. shouldn't they be doing something with that time to help rehabilitate themselves yes. or is yes. get their GED mm-hmm. or, or go through the the drug and alcohol class, or, or any classes that can be provided so they can get certificates right. to show that they're actually doing something with their life. They may be locked up, right. but they're moving to another place in their life, you know, other than just throwing, not so much throwing away the key. Mm-hmm. But teaching you, I mean, treating you like you are really not a human.
1: Right, right. You
0: know, and and I don't, I don't understand that. I don't get that. You mm-hmm. know, we spend so much money Ooh. on the prison system. It's over eight, what is eight hundred billion dollar business? Eighty billion. Eighty, 80 billion. billion. Right, okay, I right. want to put some more on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but seems like. Why can't you partnership with the school? Why can't you right. partnership with a college that's, right. that's providing these things mm-hmm. and allow some of the teachers that don't mind giving up their time to mm-hmm. come in on a Saturday or right. come in a couple nights a week and mm-hmm. teach Classes for not just the men but the women too. Yes, you know there there are women in prison that has young children that don't know how to be a parent. Right. Why can't we have parenting classes?
1: That's right.
0: You know it's just so many opportunities there Mm -hmm. for people that's incarcerated, and I don't think nobody is really making the effort to say, you know, I care about you more than. A number that's across your chest or or someone get out and go back and do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. That's when the system fails.
1: Right, right. Um, You're you're absolutely right. There is no real incentive by the the Department of uh, of, uh, Corrections to uh, provide those the training um, and all that. They say they offer it but if This is one of my soul boxes. I feel if a person has five years Or even if he just has two years, but it does not have a high school diploma Then he should not even be able to go up for Consideration until he has got his literacy level up and gotten a GED Mm -hmm. Or more favorable consideration is if he has done that and if he does have a high school diploma Then he needs to get some sort of a marketable skill, some sort of a vocational skill that he can use as a plan A when he gets out. And, you know, if there it is proven that there is a direct correlation between a lack of education and criminal activity. If that's living proof and we have an 80 billion dollar industry, then why are we? misappropriating our money and building these prisons and you know when you start looking at the united states it makes up five percent population Mm -hmm. but we make up 25 percent of the world's prison population we're the most educated most civilized um republic but yet still many times uh, so many of us have prison records because we lock people up instead of preventing it if I know that this young lady is 16 years old and she has a baby on the way I don't need to say look let's forecast that we need a prison for her and those like her in the next 18 years what we need to do is say how do we prevent how we do prenatal postnatal training like you said parenting skills before the deviance occurs? And then, you know, back to your point about the the parenting skills, men and women, on the inside, who have kids on the outside, need to know what to do with them when they get out there. Um, in my case, you know, I spent many years in prison, and I had two sons that were babies, and they heard that dad was a was a riotous thug and a gangster and all of that, and they idolize that and so when i got out you know um, i said let me get these guys and show them a completely different side because i got out a different person than i was when i went in and a lot of that had to do with me giving my life to christ but a lot of it also got um had to do with the education that i gained while i was there and i ended up getting you know um a, a degree you know but we had to we had to fight for it. We had to write all the colleges in the local areas and all of that, and finally one community college said, "We'll come in and teach, um, and get you an associate degree in general education." And so, but you know, uh, they have s- since removed the Pell Grant. It used to be that yeah. prisoners could get a, an education and use Pell Grant money to fund it. Well the way I understand it over the last 20 years it's not been available and over the last 20 years our prison population has has doubled
0: so what would you say a young man coming out of prison prison going through your program and he has a couple of boys a couple daughters mm-hmm. what would you do for that young man how and and most time when when people are in the prison system, not just in the prison system, but in the free world as well, grew up not having their father around, not active in their lives, or their mother not active in their lives, mm-hmm. or you get an opportunity to see what you don't wanna be when you're growing up. Mm-hmm. So you end up going in a whole different direction. Mm-hmm. But in the in going in a whole different direction, it's kinda of like you allow somebody else to take care of your children and your responsibility so how would you teach a man how to be a man
1: oh man that's that is a woo <laughs> that's a good one you know because um it, it's it's not something that we're born with yeah um however you know god created us the man uh, with the innate need to provide and to protect the male, I mean, you look at the lions and the, and the bears and you know all the animals God created. It's the man that kind of provides protection and, and, and all of that. Well, the human race, we're so warped in our morality right now that the guys are turning over the responsibility to the females. They have the kids and then they let the females raise them. Mm-hmm. A female, a woman can nurture, and admonish and love on a young man. But it really takes a man to show a boy how to be a man. And so in my classes, we talk about what manhood really is and what manhood really is not. And one of the questions that I ask them, um, you know, a young man, I say, do you have a daughter? And they say, yeah, I've got a daughter okay, the life that you lead right now and the mentality that you have right now, would you want her to have somebody like you? And they always say, no, uh uh-uh, no. Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is she will because she's gonna gravitate towards somebody like her father and vice versa, you know? And and so um, we talk about men and we have these discussions and we try to get them to look on the inside and say, you know, what does it take to be a man, what does it mean to take responsibility, what what does it mean to own um, my situation, you know, and, um, you know, what a, what a real man is and what he is not, and that's, you know, that's a part of it, and then I know with a man, if he can have some success, um, it will give him confidence, it will give him self esteem, and he can go after more and more and more, so.
0: You know, sometimes when we have children, we don't realize, you know, what a responsibility that is. Mm-hmm. And if if we haven't found love with our parents and the, you know, the nurturing of our parents, mm-hmm. then we don't know how to give that. You oh, know, that's true. you don't know how to. You know, don't know how to give something that you have, you know, that you haven't received. Mm. And what happens is it goes from generation to generation until somebody say, "No, this is going to stop. I am not going to allow my child to grow up the way that I did That's and good. not have my mother or my father in my life."
1: Yes, yes.
0: And and so sometimes it gets to be hard, but sometimes it has to go through a couple of generations before somebody say like you always say the bus stop here
1: right that's right absolutely that's so true and you know the bible says that if any man lacks wisdom let him Mm -hmm. ask of god who Mm -hmm. gives generously Mm -hmm. and he will not withhold any of it i had no father growing up no dad no no male image to pattern myself after and so i just said god what am i going to do with these boys when i got out and basically i asked him for his wisdom and -hmm. he basically Mm -hmm. showed me how am I with you you know you're right. my son and you can't undo yourself as a son you can't change that but my standards will not be violated without <laughs> repercussions right. you know right. and so and I that, that's how I raised my my son I so said listen you know you know these are my standards and, and I'm following after God and so th- this is how it how it's got to be and when that's when those get violated then you have made the choice to accept the punishment for it. So that's, you know. That's
0: good. That's good. Um, I'm going to ask you to put a pen in it right there. Okay. We need to take a station break, and we'll be right back. Uh All right.
1: If you're looking for a good read, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, you need to get the book, The Legacy of Geneva, The Gift of a Mother's Wisdom. This is a powerful book. 1,000 of which are now being distributed into the Mississippi prisons for females, but they're going all over the world. Be sure to get your copy. It's a story about our host, Ms. Colleen Sanders, who wrote the book about how to survive through life as uh, she was instructed by her mother. And uh, she has been giving her mother's advice, Miss Geneva Williams, for the past 40 years and decided to put it in a book. And so you need to get this book, The Legacy of Geneva, The Gift of Her Mother's Wisdom. And all of the proceeds from the sales of the book go right back into Geneva Foundation Incorporated. So be sure to get your copy, ladies and gentlemen. And I know you'll be glad you did.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you very much for all of your kind words, for your texts, for your emails for thumbs up with some great things that we're doing with New Beginning Radio. We are so excited about this opportunity and where we're going with the radio station. We would love all of the feedback that you have, uh, good and bad, because good means we're doing great things. If there's something that you see that we would like to change, we will be excited about doing that as well, because our goal is planting seeds today for a better tomorrow. And, of course, we always want want your prayers. We really need your prayers because your prayers will help us to get to another place. If you would like to make a donation, you can call 601-501-1587 or go to bbsradio backslash newbeginning.com. We're back. So how are you doing, Mr.
1: Gooch? Oh, i tell you what. I'm... Almost perfectly getting better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so tell me, what, what do you like about this time versus uh, early morning?
1: Uh, well, what I like about it is the fact that we'll be able to reach people who are out and about at this time. Um, that way, you know, we have both times to, to, to reach our audience. I mean, we're already in 21 countries, got hundreds of likes and followers on YouTube and iTunes. And so we're excited about the, the growth and even on, on the social media, Facebook and so forth. So I love these times. What do you like about
0: them? I love both times. I like early morning. I'm normally up about 5 o'clock in the morning. That's my best time is to get up, move around, get in favor with God, put my devotion on while I'm getting dressed. And that's my motivation for myself every morning. I'm excited about that, but I'm also excited about... Um, the six o'clock p.m. Uh, and and it's it's a lot going on right now, yes. but I'm excited about the six o'clock. It gives other people. A different time zone because I know in some time zone it could be five o'clock in one place when it's seven o'clock here right. so it gives that person that's still asleep an opportunity to be up moving around at five thirty six o'clock in the afternoon getting ready for new beginning radio so <laughs> right. i'm excited right. <laughs> and we are listening to our audience so yes. that's that's important yes, that's important absolutely. so i'm just excited yeah. i'm just yeah. excited rather this morning or afternoon i'm just I'm just excited.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, so let's get back into uh, our conversation. And I know that we all have somebody that's either in prison or mm-hmm. have gotten out. Right. And they want you to put money on their books, you know. <laughs> yep. and, well, you and, know
1: something about that? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I was, I was told, could you help me? So, of course, I helped. Right. But but the thing is, you know, when you're going and ordering something for an individual person and you look at the little simple thing as chicken noodles, you know, those noodle packs that we can get six for a dollar, right. they're 80 cents and now they, they have changed to two dollars, you know, and, and to me that is committing a crime. <laughs> That is just committing a crime. That's highway robbery.
1: It's two dollars for one pack. pack. Yes, the ramen noodles. Yes, that are, wow, yes. that is amazing. Yes, well that that is a, that is a crime.
0: You so. know that that you don't even need a gun. You just know your the, the people are on the other side and they have needs, right. and the family member is gonna do everything they can to make their life as easy. As they possibly can, when it's come to ordering food or putting money on the books and all this stuff, you know, and and even doing that, some calls will be three dollars and fifty cents just to connect the call, Mm. plus fifty cents a minute.
1: You talking when they're using the the telephone? They're using the telephone, you know,
0: and that's highway robbery. It is, you know, and not only is the person in there serving time. The person that they're dependent on Mm. is getting into a financial bind because this is something that, you know, is not a part of their budget. But yet and still, they want to make a contribution to the person that's there.
1: And knowing that if that person is not, if that person is doing without and there are others who... Who do have it? Yeah, it creates a sort of attention. It does. And you're right; it's economically driven. Uh, prison it has become an industry where sub industries that branch off from it are making millions, even billions of dollars. Um, we have a, a company making millions of dollars just on the calls and on the visit and, and on the video visits that an inmate mm-hmm. uh, has. The, the cost on it is crazy, and so yeah, it's really unfair See, and it's my unfair.
0: question is why would the government allow that? why why mm-hmm. why
1: well there is a a plot a scheme a scam that's going on um to drive wealth into the hands of, of wealthy people of, of already wealthy people <laughs> right with the, just the, the the mere fact of private debt, privatizing prisons uh it became an industry you know this mass incarceration that's going on which they're now uh, terming the new slavery um is just amazing even when a person gets out of prison many times um they have to go home with a bracelet on their uh, on their ankles so they're still incarcerated and there's and so the GPS technology mm-hmm. is making tons of money monitoring, um, you know where where an inmate is going. It's 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 an economic engine, and and for the most part, uh, it's the ethnic groups that are on the wrong end of that.
0: You know, it's it seems like everything is so unfair mm. when it comes to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to the attorney one day was talking about. Two different um, scenarios. Mm. One was with a black man, and one with a white man. Okay. Same identical charge. Right. The black man went to jail. Right. When the white guy, <laughs> he went home.
1: Right. For
0: the same identical thing. Exactly. And even the judge didn't realize it when she brought it to his attention. Right. So, right. no matter. It just seemed like no matter where you go there's no favor. I mm-hmm, mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's always it's like we're the lowest on the totem pole right. and I probably shouldn't even say that but, but it, buddy, know, it's, it's, it's it's hard you know it's very hard to yes. see that constantly all the time.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know the, the, the system is set up so that people will, who can't afford attorneys yeah, we know course. who those people are. 90 um, percent of them will go to prison um, because they will take a plea Mm -hmm. instead of going to trial. Right. And you get reprimanded if you go to trial. A classic example in my case, and this was many years ago, because I fought my case, and I was guilty, okay, but technically I was innocent until proven such, until I was proven guilty. So I didn't think they had substantial enough proof and my attorney said, let's go to trial. Well, they gave me a life sentence and it kind of ticked them off. I heard different ones saying, you know, how dare you, you know, uh, fight this. And so then I had two more sentences. I had two more charges to face and they say, you know what? We're gonna make sure you get three life sentences unless you plead guilty on these other two. So I pled guilty on those two and they gave me 30 years each on those. So, and and, <laughs> and and expected me to feel like I got a good deal I got what's well, a, a good deal, deal
0: about life plus, uh, if, if you're getting six then you're already so <laughs> many years old right. you know your life is over anyway
1: right right uh. and so they hold that threat over them that if you if you go to trial we're gonna jam you up good and you'll probably never see the light of day so your best way to plead guilty and there are those who are pleading guilty without enough evidence to even convict them they are those who are being picked up but realizing that there was no way out and they plead guilty and they go to jail uh, and they go to prison even though they were not even guilty and the, the word on the street is oh yeah you're guilty everybody says they're not guilty no trust me when a man sleeping next to me uh, has been there eight, nine years, and all he's got to do is 10. And he's telling me, man, I just, you know, I feel like, you know, they just took 10 years for me because I was not guilty. Well, I'm not an attorney. I'm not even, there's nothing I could do for him. So why would he lie to me? That's true. You know, and, um, and so, you know, we know many such cases as that, and uh, where there was not substantial enough proof beyond a shadow of a doubt, but they were forced into or leveraged into pleading guilty for for fear of getting a whole lot worse punishment. And that's, you know.
0: You know, and the sad thing about that is when they come out, the first thing they say, um, you've done your time. You really hadn't done your time. <laughs> your time is just beginning. Yes, because ma'am. number one, you don't have a driver's license. You have no ID. You have no nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you tell me I can't vote either. See? So, but I've done my time. If I've done my time, when did that put when I'm getting upset? does <laughs> when does that put me back into society?
1: Right. If when I've you, done
0: my time, when right. are you gonna forget about what I did? Yes. And let me move on with my life. But instead, you figure out another way to get me back there yeah. in the same place. I don't have a job. I don't mm-hmm. have anything waiting for me when I get there. You provide no education for me whatsoever, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, man, you paid your you paid your due. No, I haven't. My right. life just beginning.
1: That's right.
0: I'm getting mad.
1: Well, <laughs> and I, and rightly so. And here's why: we appoint these judges and we elect these judges. Because we feel that they have the professional discretion to administer punishment that is suitable for a crime. So, in other words, um, they say, well, if you do this crime, we're going to give you this amount of time. We're him off to pay his debt to society. The problem is, is when he's gone through that and paid his debt, when he gets back out, he's still paying it. If I owe J.C. Penney for a sweater uh, that I got on credit and they hound me and hound me and and penalize me and give me late fees and all this kind of thing, but I end up paying the debt, then I don't want to hear about it five years from now. That's right. But the truth of it is, is you will hear about it for the rest of your life. Yes. And that's really not fair. And then, like you said, you know, they they want to be politically correct in the terminology now and call them returning citizens instead of ex-convicts or ex-offenders. But if they don't get out with the right to vote, um, although they have the right to pay taxes, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, then, you know, why are we playing games with terminology? They're not returning citizens. But on the bright side of this, there, uh, anyone who dares to go against the grain, that stays aware of themselves, and you do that by by studying and reading and learning as much as you can while you're there, then it gives you a sort of an edge because you're not coming out of a brain dead situation now all of a sudden trying to use your brain for for everything that's going on out here. You keep yourself stimulated by reading books and, and engaging in meaningful conversation. And what I did was I came up with a concept called can I, C A-N-E-I. Uh, and that stands for continuous and never-ending improvement. And I made up my mind that while I'm here, every day that I'm here, I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to observe something new. I'm, I'm going I'm to read something new. And I ended up reading and reading and reading. And a lot of people think that most of my education was gained after I got out. But most of my education was that for which I did not get a degree. Because I was reading textbooks mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and highlighting and rereading and and just learning. And it made me realize that I didn't have to be who I was and I could actually be different. But it, it came with a shift in my mindset in the way I was thinking. And that's what individuals have to do. The problem is that they don't have an incentive on the inside. And, uh, and they would prefer you to stay like you are so we can put you in the revolving door. And some of them, when they let you go, they say, we'll see you in a couple of months, (laughs) you know.
0: Because they know they're coming back. Because they don't have what they need in order to survive outside.
1: Right. That's That's sad. Mm. One of the things that, that bugs me, though, is the women. And as I've been doing research and studying and realizing that when men get isolated, always on the verge of getting tested with each other, mm-hmm. women, and they're isolated. It it brings back the abuse that they've gone through. Mm-hmm. It just triggers it up, and it's almost like it brings current mm-hmm. everything that ever happened to them. And that's obviously there's nothing I can do about that, you know. But there's things that you, as a female who have been who has been enlightened, that you can do.
0: You know, and, and it's not just in the prison, it's also in the free world mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you have not accepted the fact that things have happened to you, you're still in the closet. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in jail with the door slammed right. or in your house in a closet, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. still have the same identical problem. It's until true. you accept that. You know, I always listen to you when you always talk about being, you got free. Mm. You got free in jail. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that happens to an individual woman that has been abused. Right. When it's time for you to be free, it does not matter if you're in jail or if you're in the, you know, in the real world. Right. You right. know, be, and, and I think when you in Prison this is only thought in prison. You have so much time And women do things differently than men does a a woman can see another woman Going through and hurting and crying and immediately go to her and put her arms around her To give her comfort to let you know you're not here. You're not by yourself when a man You know is ready to fight for whatever reason, but that's something that we that we do Mm -hmm. rather we In prison or or rather, we outside, we always, it's only the hardest of of the hardest woman that don't want to see nobody else get free. You know, you may see a woman that's real hard and cold. Mm. That's because she's been beat down so much. You know, she's been beat down so much in her life. That's all she know. In order to be in control, she has to control.
1: Man, that's what. Since it's a woman's nature to do to be nurturing and yeah. and bring comfort, what has to happen for a woman to not feel anything and not want to do anything with somebody who's hurting?
0: Lost her total self. Wow. And to the point where nobody was there for me. Hmm. Why should I be there for you? Wow. And could walk up to you, spit in your face, and go on about your business and won't even bother you. Wow. But when someone has, no matter whether they've been abused or not, if a woman has any kind of feelings or emotions about herself Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. and care just a little bit about herself, she's going to show that love for somebody else. If it's no more than look at you and halfway smile, or or look at you and smile and drop your head mm-hmm. or to say girl it's going to be okay or just walk up and and tap you on your arm and keep walking that's a sign of i understand you know i'm here
1: that's i was what we watching did. you last night when you were when um the young lady was she finally opened up and then she just burst into tears and how you responded now you're talking about like talking about yeah. that I, you know,
0: and then and that's what you told her. I I am here. I'm here. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm here. You know, and, and the most amazing thing uh, about that is, and I always say the same thing what my mom says, anything stressed for me, if I take my eyes off myself and put it on somebody else, watch I got it short for me. Right. This young lady don't know who she's going to become, and she's scared. Uh-huh. She's scared to death because yeah. she always go back, well, I, and they did this to me. They did that to me. They mm-hmm. did that She's not there where she wants to release that.
1: But, you know, I, I heard her say also about some of the stuff that she did that she wasn't proud of. Yeah. So she's dealing with guilt, too. She's
0: there, absolutely. And the things that she, she said about uh, one of her brothers, mm-hmm. she thought she was helping him right. because that's all she knew. Right. But yeah. because of the help that she felt that she was giving him... Mm-hmm it automatically damaged him in some way. Yes. And he's angry about it. Mm-hmm. And when he talks to her about it, because he expresses to her how he feel right. and how you made me feel when you did this, 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 and this to right. me. Right. So she automatically feels guilty mm. because as being the oldest daughter, she thought she was doing the right thing right, and right. didn't understand what she was doing was harming him
1: and i knew you could relate to that you know being the the oldest daughter and the quote-unquote mom yes for your younger siblings yes that is interesting but
0: what she doesn't understand her power comes into forgiveness and the forgiveness of herself first because he may not never forgive her right but she has to forgive herself because she did the very best that she could do under those circumstances. Mm -hmm. And she has got to understand, you know, how do I walk out of that? How do I give up the guilt? You know, how do? what can I do to change my feelings and emotions? And the thing is, for her, she got to understand, yes, this happened, Mm -hmm. accept the fact that it happened, and say, hey, I have got to change my thought process I did what I was supposed to do, you know, whether it was the wrong thing or not. Mm-hmm. She was, she did what she felt that was right at that time. So she has to forgive herself for, for that, so she can move on.
1: You know what? It, you know what was encouraging for me though. What's that? At the end of the conversation, I heard her say, "Well, how can I get in your class?" And I just know now that if she attends that class. Mm-hmm first of the year, I know that she's going to be better. Of course. And uh, and so I'm excited about that for her.
0: You know, when people are hurting and they're trying to get all of it out, like she was doing last mm. night, she was just trying to get all of it out. She was, and when you get to the point that you're trying to get all of your feelings and emotions out, but the person that's gone through it, you're not listening. Right. You're not listening. So that tells me you're not ready. Ah. Because you're not listening to what I'm saying. I understand the emotion, all the things that you've gone through. And it was repeated three times.
1: So she's rehearsing the problem. And if you rehearse it enough, you'll perfect the problem.
0: Yeah, that's what she did. Mm. That's what she did. And that's what most people do. Because I know before I decided that I have got to get this off my heart so I can grow. I did the same thing. Well, I could tell my story backwards, forwards, upside down, mm-hmm. because I was not ready to let go.
1: Well, I tell you what, you have <laughs> blossomed into a butterfly.
0: Well, thank you, sir. No but I tell you, I got some wrinkles to prove that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but God is using you now. And, and the thing is, is, it's almost an honor now. It's almost a, a, a blessing now to have been chosen to go through when you start looking at the rewards oh, in the lives of other people absolutely. That, that God is using you to bring absolutely. about. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. You know, I remember that first time I I opened up in, mm-hmm. in South Haven. And I was scared to death, just like she was. I went in the bathroom and threw up.
1: Are you serious? I am.
0: Because I'm like, I am so nervous. What if this come out wrong? What if these people start looking outside of my head? What am I going to do? Wow. And my mind was constantly on my friend who was had a guest that, that didn't show up that was supposed to take up that 35 minute? Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do? <laughs> because she was a nervous wreck. What what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I have all these people inside. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And my spirit said, let's just tell her to introduce you and you go tell your story. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I ran to the bathroom and threw up. This is no <laughs> lie, this is true. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't get through this. And I started sweating and then finally, uh, I. I just remember saying, I gotta put on my big girl britches <laughs> and I'm gonna have to walk out there and go on stage. And when she introduced me, I walked up and went on stage. It just like everything around me totally went down. Mm. It was just like the people weren't even there. Right. And I just started telling my story. Mm. Not only was I telling my story, there was a young lady that was there that I'd never met. It was my first time meeting her. And I looked at her because the Spirit of the Lord I said, tell her she's gonna have babies. And I said, babies, oh, that's not gonna be good. And and you know, and the baby was business. Mm. And and I and I told her, I said, This is what's gonna happen to you. And I started naming off stuff. And she got up and started running. And she said, I just talked to my husband yesterday, yesterday about some things that I wanted to do. Mm. And that she had one day care, she was waiting for the approval for two more. And she had gone through so many different things and they had told her no, 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 no. But she got the call when she was on her way to the the conference Mm. to let her know that it had happened.
1: Wow, that is wonderful, (laughs) glory
0: to God. From that, People start coming up to me saying, "Thank you so much. This is what happened to me." Right. right. And knowing by doing what I did made a difference for somebody else.
1: Right. And right.
0: so I decided that this is this is my purpose. Right. And when you learn your purpose, you learn your life.
1: Mm. Well, you know that's that's mm-hmm. how God does it. Yeah. You know, He shows us. You know, he, and He's funny going,
0: sometimes too.
1: <laughs> when we're going through it, we don't know why. But when he shows us our purpose, Mm -hmm. we look back at at our journey Mm -hmm. and we realize this is why. Because Mm -hmm. now I can help somebody who couldn't.
0: Absolutely. I'm
1: the one. Absolutely. So, well, I tell you what, it's what, you know, we're at the close of another program. I
0: know. Do we have to go? Yeah,
1: we got (laughs) to go. So, um,. But we're excited, ladies and gentlemen, for your tuning in. We really would like to get your feedback. And um, you, can, you can give us feedback on Facebook, if you'd like, um, on New Beginnings Radio. Uh, also, you can go to the Facebook pages of Colleen Sanders and Sheldon Gooch. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. So in closing, Ms. Sanders, how can we reach you?
0: Uh, you can reach me at www.genevafoundationinc.org or at 601 501 1587. Thank you so much. How can we reach you, Mr. Gooch?
1: You can reach me at I'm Free com or 601 773 7971.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I know that you have heard Mr. Sheldon Gooch speak and sing on many occasions, but if you would like to know more about I Am Free and the book of Mr. Gooch's life, please, please go to Amazon.com and purchase the book. We have so many young boys that are moving in our prison system, and this gentleman received Life Plus 30 Plus 30. And anyone that has a young son, and you want him to know something about the prison system, please purchase this book. It will make a wonderful Christmas present just for your son, for you as well. Because as parents, we're always trying, trying to find a way to keep our kids out of trouble. And to read this book will really change an individual child's life. So please go to Amazon.com and purchase I Am Free.